Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Yo, what up, TCK Potters? Welcome back to the program Lucas and I with you today. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is the TCK Pod, a.k.a. Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. We're live on Instagram. We're live on YouTube, live on Facebook, live on Periscope and Twitter as well. A lot of breaking news here. It is Sunday afternoon. We're recording this. The podcast um, will be coming out shortly after. But if you are with us live on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube or Periscope and Twitter, please make sure to jump in the comments and hit us. We can get with you and answer those comments live on the take right now. Today, we are going to be breaking down a handful of news items. Big one today, Drew Brees, New Orleans Saints, longtime quarterback, of course, started with the San Diego Chargers, retires at 44 after 20 years of service in the NFL. We're going to talk about what's next for the Saints. Is Taysom Hill the answer? Will it be Jameis Winston, who is a free agent. We're going to talk about the rest of the free agent quarterbacks. Also, Aaron Jones gets wrapped up back with the Packers this year. Four years, $48 million. We're going to talk about what that means moving forward for the Packers and Aaron Jones for fantasy football. Get into the rest of the free agent running backs, as well as the wide receivers and the tight ends. We have a big show tonight. we got a lot to get into. Again, we are streaming live. If you hear us and you want to get involved, please jump in the comments. Lucas and I will get to as many questions as possible. Otherwise, we're going to get in this. Make sure to subscribe here on YouTube. Hit that bell so you don't catch, uh, don't miss any of the action. Make sure you catch all the action, and we will get with you ASAP. Lucas, tomorrow, Monday, is the beginning of the league year 2021 Technically, Wednesday is when free agency officially opens up. Uh, However, uh, multiple guys are already talking deals. Multiple deals are going to be signed or at least in good faith kind of handshake deals tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday. And Wednesday, we'll see majority of those contracts actually coming through uh, for free agency. So we have a lot to get into here, man. Let's start with Drew Brees right off the bat. As I mentioned, long time career first ballot hall of famer no question about it they said what was it it took 18 seconds or something for them to decide that peyton manning was going to the hall of fame uh i'm going to give drew Brees 19 max but drew Brees comes up here again retires longtime career with the saints lucas uh how did this news hit you today not a huge surprise obviously however i also am a a back-end producer on the ryan d leaf show Um, And we talked about this last week, and I actually took a stance that I didn't believe Drew Brees was going to retire, which, of course, seems silly now. Uh, But I just thought he would have done it by now. There was talks he was renegotiating his contract, yada, yada. All of a sudden, here we are. Drew Brees actually pulls the plug. How do you feel about Drew Brees retiring here? And and what's next for the Saints? We're going to talk Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston immediately hereafter. But what is this news of Drew Brees? And he's been playing basically your entire life. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I think it uh, – honestly, it kind of came as a shock to me. I kind of had the vibe that he was coming back, but it kind of makes sense. Um, but, no, definitely the uh, – people know how I view Brady, but it's definitely a big three of quarterbacks of all time. Uh, I'm not going to give a ranking, nor should I have to, but it definitely is the top three. I don't think um, – Mahomes might enter the chat, I guess, but, like, I, he's going to be up there. With the other. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's going to be a clear four for a long time. Um, obviously, there'll be more quarterbacks that will come and whatnot, but definitely deserved every part of where he's at um, in terms of Hall of Fame, probably jersey number retired, I would imagine. Different different things like that, everything he did for that when the hurricane hit and stuff, I think uh, he definitely deserved everything coming for him. 
but we'll obviously get into the, the talks after this um, because there was some interesting follow-ups with the news of this that I think the Saints made that kind of uh, threw me for a loop a little bit. Shoot. Yeah, so I think um, Taysom Hill came in and got signed or extended or, if you will, contract uh, adjustment, I guess is probably the word, because I haven't found the exact numbers um, on this contract, but I know it's insane. Um, I'm just pulling it up here. So, okay, so they are restructuring his contract to create cap room. And I think the thing for people, I know we talked about this with the Cowboys last week, was so all these teams are restructuring cap contracts like this is the most that it's ever happened in history because the cap space went down like 16 million dollars because there was no fans this is something that i know i mentioned preseason or like like thought about in my head in terms of like dynasty rosters and stuff because like this was going to happen right no fans no money um so they're restructuring all this cap space to create cap room like all these teams are now because they're 16 million shorter where they would be but his contract in total is reported to be Four years, $140 million contract extension. So that would make him on a per-year basis like the sixth highest-paid quarterback in the league. Um, And then they come out and say Jameis is going to be the projected starter going forward. So it's just kind of definitely some weird um, news, I guess, to follow up the Drew Brees thing. Not for sure what that means, but I think think by tomorrow we're going to know where Jameis is at. So I think more of a – we'll see if – we'll see who their quarterback's going to be, right? Because obviously they're paying Taysom Hill to keep his role, but that's a lot of freaking money to pay a tight end fullback running back quarterback, in my opinion, compared to Jameis Winston, who's just sitting behind him right now. As you mentioned, Taysom Hill, four-year, $140 million contract. However, all of this is voidable. All the years are voidable, which means they can basically strip that from them if they so choose. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's surprising, obviously. I mentioned last night or a couple nights ago, I, I talked about a bunch of things. I actually asked the question here if the Saints should actually cut Taysom Hill because at the time they were $16 million under the cap. He's got a $16 million contract before this. They cut him. They get that money back. They can move forward. Look, this move here, because the, the way that they can move – the money for the Saints. This saves the Saints more than seven and a half million dollars against the cap this season. And his contract includes basically nine and a half million dollars signing bonus. So that's not necessarily guaranteed for him. It's a signing bonus if he gets the incentives therein. One and a half million dollars guaranteed for a roster bonus. So he just makes the team basically he gets a million and a half. He'll do that. And then a million dollars guaranteed in general, plus those incentives of that nine and a half. So all this money is his to be made if he can make it, but it's not necessarily guaranteed by the Saints. So what they're doing is they're putting all this money up front for him to make if he can, but they're not necessarily guaranteeing it so that they can actually play with more of this money. I'm going to dial back here really quickly. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see these tabs on the screen and scrolling across, but I want to throw out some of these numbers here for the listeners on the podcast and on IG that can't uh, can't see these here. Um, so Drew's retires, 42 years old. Uh, all-time leader in career passing yards with 80,358, ranked second all-time in passing touchdowns. And uh, he's at 571, of course, Tom Brady ahead of him and will remain ahead of him, ever growing with another year in Tampa. And completion percentage of just about 68%. Breeze finished his career with a record 172 and 114 as a starting quarterback in the regular season. The one glitch to Drew Brees' career and the one knock people can put on him is that he was just 500 in his career in the playoffs. We know the Saints have made it annually for the last decade, but they come up short. We know the Minneapolis miracle against the Saints, but then Green Bay, San Francisco, a number of teams have knocked them off. Minnesota a couple of times, unfortunately, in the last handful of seasons. Uh, So Drew Brees has thrown for 5,000-plus yards five different times. No other quarterback in NFL history has thrown for 5,000 yards more than once. So absolutely dominant career, phenomenal character. He had a slip-up in the media last year, cleared that with his teammates, cleared that with the media. Um, Other than that, he's had a flawless career, great dude, basically saved the city of New Orleans uh, morale-wise after Hurricane Katrina. Um, in the mid-2000s, of course, they get their only Super Bowl there um, in 2006 over the Colts uh, and Peyton Manning. So a uh, phenomenal career there for, for Drew Brees, of course. So sayonara to one of the greats. Um, they, If you haven't seen it yet, there's a video um, 
on ESPN with the article that came out that I thought was really great. And it's his four kids sitting on the couch. And basically the message was, you know, they read off his retirement, which Woods Woods was basically, um, you know, after 20 years in the league, our dad is retiring to spend more time with us. Uh, and just, you know, playing the dad role and, and being on the road for a decade in music and being away from, you know, the kid and growing up and stuff that really uh, hit home for me. So super stoked for Drew Brees. Um, and again, a lot of question marks here for the Saints. You mentioned it. We're going to obviously dive into this the further we go throughout the season, Lucas, here. But we've talked Taysom Hill quickly, um, saving a little bit of money this time. They let go of your buddy E-Money Sanders. They let go of Jared Cook, Josh Hill, um, Janoris Jenkins, Kawan Alexander. I mean, they're doing their best to to cut bait everywhere that they possibly can. Um, but it is, uh, you know, a little easier said than done. So we'll see what the Saints can actually pull through here. Rob Berger checking in here. Can't see him there in three years. Yeah, Taysom Hill, I don't know if he's going to last. Rob, great to hear from you, brother. Also a big supporter of the RDL show. I appreciate you coming over here to the TCK pod for a night. Um, I agree, man. Taysom Hill, I don't see him sticking around in three years either. Uh, Lucas, do you think – we're going to get a Jameis Winston in one second. Do you think opening day, who is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints right now? Oh, gosh. I mean, snap-wise, they'll probably split. If it's him and Jameis, I don't really – the problem is, like, it's it's been proven now that, like, there's never going to be a starter. And it's kind of like why I don't want Jameis to go back, but I think he will. Um, so it's just going to be – what we saw Taysom's role was um, last year. I, I, that's just going to – I can't imagine it being much more when Breeze was healthy, that role Taysom had. And are you thinking – I mean, you think Taysom Hill is going to have the same role with Jameis? I I think so. I can't. I mean, it may be a little more at first, but like I can't imagine they give Jameis a lot of reps over what Taysom was getting with Breeze. Like I don't, I don't see that. Like I mean, if they gave Taysom that many with probably the third best quarterback of all time, like why would they give him less with Jameis Winston? He just threw thirty picks two seasons ago. I guess is my thing. Right. All right. Okay, man. Well, let's dive into it. So that was some breaking news. We also have the Aaron Jones conversation, which we'll get to after the quarterbacks when we break into the running backs. But Lucas, let's dive in here to the free agent quarterbacks. We're going to rifle through them here and and we're going to talk heavily about some of them, not talk about most of them. Running backs and wide receivers, of course, we're going to save the most time for those guys. So bear with us. Obviously, if you have a question or a comment, you can dive into the comments here. We can pull you up on the screen or after the fact, make sure you subscribe and jump in on YouTube. So let's start here. We'll start with Jameis Winston, 27 years old, technically a free agent. Now with Drew Brees out of town, it seems obvious that he'll come back to New Orleans. Um, Lucas, you and I have have put down our predictions before the madness of this next week and the next couple of days of where all these guys actually land. Of course, we'll do a recap episode of where all these free agents actually land. But where are you thinking, is there any chance Jameis Winston leaves New Orleans at this point? I mean, I think there's a small one, and it would have to be uh, – I said this, mo- this morning with Danny and Bush and all those guys. I was basically saying that um, normally – and I think this – we'll probably talk about it a lot tonight. There's, there's, this is a very weird free agency period, not because of COVID, not because of the combine. Like, that has nothing to do with it. Teams are starting to finally realize where they can make the best decisions in terms of – like, I think the receivers is a big one, right? I don't think we're, like, feeling the – money market, if you will, for these receivers, right? Because I think they've, they've been seeing that you can go draft rookie receivers. So they're, like, kind of pulling back on, like, this guy's going to get a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing where I'm, like, I don't know what's going to happen because I feel like there hasn't – there's been no quarterback discussions, right? Like, Cam happened out of nowhere, right? They got paid $4 million, up to $14 million. He can win it, went over. So, like, I want to say – I put Washington down on here. Because the Taysom Hill thing, I didn't know it was 100% voidable when I put this down, I guess. But, like, to me, that still signals that, like, they're not super confident in Jameis. But, like, I don't know if there's a market outside of the Saints for any – for any, really, really any of these quarterbacks in general, but, like, Jameis specifically. So, uh, that being said, that's as much advice or, like, knowledge as we can get until he signs somewhere tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever he signs, right? Like, Normally we have some sort of inside information and we have nothing. Um, so I'm going to put Washington, but I think New Orleans is probably the leader uh, if you had to like bet on it, if you will. 
Cool. Fair enough. We got some people jumping into the uh, Instagram chat. I just want to address them really quick. What's up, guys? I do have my headphones in here so I can hear Lucas okay. We don't have a feedback loop. Uh, you're not going to hear his replies, but I will try to paraphrase best I can as we go through here. We are talking free agent predictions. We're talking uh, Jameis Winston, Mr. Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, and Terod Taylor. Let's jump into these predictions then, man. I think Jameis Winston stays in New Orleans. It just makes the most sense right now. That seems like an easy one. Let's move on here. We have Mitch Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Smith, Brissett, Dalton, and Taylor. Lucas, why don't you whip through yours really quick? I'll repeat them back for IG, and I'll get into mine as well. So where do you have Mitch going and Fitzpatrick and whatnot? And, uh, you know, we don't need to spend a lot of time on analysis per se unless you have a, a comment more so. Let's just get the uh, teams on the record. Yeah, so I have obviously Jameis to Washington. I have Trubisky to the Bears, um, but I'm having him sign back because I think the Bears are going to get Russ. They put up enough cap space to be in the positive, meaning that um, the reason that they couldn't go get Russ right – not right away, but like they were negative in cap. But now they have enough cap in the positive to where they can contract match to get Russ. Uh, so I think that entails bringing back Trubisky and then giving a package for Russ for Watson. So I think he's back on the Bears hypothetically, but I think he's dealt to Seattle or the Texans. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I put the Broncos. I think this would be a good move because um, they're kind of in the weird bubble spot of like probably not going to get a quarterback um, in the draft unless they want to trade up, and they're not a team that historically trades up. So I'm going to give them fits here. Uh, Alex Smith, I put back on San Fran. Um, to be honest, I just kind of threw that in there. I don't really have an idea where he's going to go. And then Brissett, I put back on the Colts, and for one reason. So we talked about this a little bit with the one steal. I think we did. Uh, the so they got it, they gave away a second round pick next year guaranteed. Like that's already chalked up a second round pick. But they also have another pick that's a conditional second or a first. It becomes a first if they play if once plays 70% of the snaps and they make the playoffs or 75% of the snaps. Brissett already played five to ten snaps a game last year. And I know Chris Ballard, people know that I really like him, is smart enough to bring back Brissett and just upgrade his snaps from like 10 to 20 a game or 10 to 15 a game. I know that seems like a lot, but like they can make up 25% of the snaps in certain points where if they bring in Brissett, just hand it off, right? Like, just as a snap right there. You know what I'm saying? So I think they're going to bring back Brissett just to hit that 20, what, 29 or third, sorry, 30% snap share. So then that per pick does not yeah. become a first for Wentz going forward. Fair enough. I'm going to rifle off mine here really quick as well. I was repeating yours. If you see me on YouTube, if you see me kind of mouthing, I put myself on mute so I could talk to IG and let Lucas do his thing here. So I'm going to give my predictions as well. Again, Jameis going back to New Orleans makes the most sense for me. Mitch Trubisky, I had going back to Chicago, but just before we jumped on the podcast here, looks like there's some reports coming out that, frankly, it looks like a done deal that he will not be returning, whether they bring in Russ or Watson or, you know, even Alex Smith or somebody else. Uh, maybe, you know, Mitch doesn't come back. So with that, I think he could potentially go into Washington, have a similar quarterback like Ron Rivera had in, in Cam Newton for many years there. I mean, you know, decent arm when he throws it, decent accuracy when he's on, and he can obviously run the ball, similar quarterback to Cam Newton back in the day, and I think Ron Rivera can work well with that, plus those weapons and offense. Great defense, good running game, so Mitch does not have to do it all, which is excellent. So I think Washington is kind of a sneak attack landing spot for Mitch Trubisky. Um, I actually have Ryan Fitzpatrick potentially ending up in Chicago. Again, if not Russ or Watson. Alex Smith, I like in Jacksonville, played with Urban Meyer back at Utah. A million years ago when he was in college, Urban Meyer was his head coach. I kind of like him going back there as the veteran to be that good clubhouse guy, be that old school veteran for uh, Trevor Lawrence and help him out. And look, if anything happens with Trevor, we saw it with Joe Burrow this year. Hopefully not. We're going to be able to uh, get him. We're going to be able to you know, get a veteran behind Trevor Lawrence, hopefully. there. And then Jacoby Brissett, I actually like going to Philadelphia. We've seen a lot of the Colts get pulled over to Philadelphia with um, with Sarani uh, moving over and bringing over a bunch of those guys. I could see him sticking with him potentially uh, and heading over to Philadelphia to back up Jalen Hurts. And then Andy Dalton and Terod Taylor, I mean, maybe the Jets, Baltimore. I kind of like Terod Taylor to follow wherever Justin Fields lands just because it's a similar quarterback situation if he were to go down in that starting role. So that could be potentially Carolina or Denver, depending on where he lands as well. Okay, man, let's jump into the running backs here. Again, we have a lot of people jumping in on the IG chat. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Kaiser, what's up, bro? Great, great to hear from you, Tate. What's up, man? 
Um, Football Hub, great to hear from you as well. Hotel Man, appreciate you guys coming in. One more reminder, Lucas and I are on here streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you see us on here, you can jump in the comments, and uh, we'll get those live on screen. IG, when Lucas gives his replies, you won't hear him because of my headphones, but I will report it back to you on mute from YouTube. We're jumping into running backs here now, Lucas. Another big bomb drop today. Look, I think this was quite surprising, frankly. Aaron Jones reached an agreement back with the Green Bay Packers just before we came on air tonight. Four-year deal, $48 million, including a $13 million signing bonus. Now, he just signed new agent Drew Rosenhaus, who was a long, long-time agent in the NFL, known for getting his players big contracts. When that happened and he signed him, I immediately thought Atlanta. Because I was like, well, he's going to leave, look for big dollars, and go get more money. It frankly came out that Aaron Jones could have and would have gotten more money out in the market potentially than what he got in Green Bay. But the reality is he wanted to stay in Green Bay, wanted to be with the team that drafted him, does very well with Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And look, four years of $48 million is no chump change. He's doing very well running backs, as you mentioned all the time get paid these days but maybe shouldn't get paid quote unquote Aaron Jones gets his money here Aaron Jones is 26 years old one of only two players in NFL history to post 3,000 plus rushing yards 3,364 in his career 35 rushing touchdowns he has 37 in his career and averaging five yards per carry 5.2 overall in his career to start his career first four seasons Jim Brown the only other running back to do so. Lucas, very quickly, how do you feel about Aaron Jones returning back to Green Bay? Yeah, this is the one I predicted uh, this morning. They've just been clearing up a lot of cap, and I kind of have a weird take that, like, he's really only that good because he's part of this offense, and I think that's normally a bad take, but, like, the more I think about it, I kind of think it's true. Um, people, I've been hearing on pods and stuff, like, they're like, get into Miami because they need a workforce, and Aaron Jones is a workforce. At what point in the career has Aaron Jones been a workhorse when all everyone does is complain about his snap percentage, right? Like, I think there's kind of this, this like, discrepancy between um, what people kind of believe in Aaron Jones. I think it makes sense that he comes back here. The Packers are going to try and run this back, make a couple moves. Um, they have a couple uh, free agents in terms of like O-line. I think Lindsley's gone, different players. So I think this makes sense um, from their aspect to bring back Aaron Jones. I totally agree. And, frankly, I <laughs> – you know, there's a lot of talk here going around A.J. Dillon, and we can bring him up here because we're going to jump into these free agent running backs as well. Let's jump into those here. We got them on the screen here. And again, for those of you on IG, we'll pop those up here. Free agent running backs, Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, James Conner, Todd Gurley, James White, Marlon Mack, Jarek McKinnon, Jamal Williams, also on the Packers, Mike Davis, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and Philip Lindsay. Let's just start with Jamal Williams, not the most uh, prevalent name, obviously, on this list for fantasy football, but because we're talking Packers, let's talk Jamal Williams first. Lucas, they have A.J. Dillon. They drafted A.J. Dillon last year in the second round. They also bring in, obviously, Jordan Love in the first round. I personally like A.J. Dillon. I like what he does. I know he's not Derrick Henry. I know he's not a game-breaker. He had one opportunity when both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones were out last year, and he played very well in that snow game against Tennessee. I think he's good enough to be a Chris Carson, if you will, a big bulky back that can catch the ball a little bit. And when he gets ahead of steam, he's a force to be reckoned with. I think he's a good one-two punch. The outlier in Green Bay now is Jamal Williams, who had plenty of work taking Aaron Jones off the field on third downs. Aaron Jones has been a little bit nicked up over his career. When he does, Jamal Williams is in the lineup no problem and fills in for him very admirably. He's kind of a pain in the ass for fantasy because he can't start him and he takes away from Aaron Jones. But for Green Bay and football stance, it makes sense. Do you think they're going to bring back Jamal Williams as well to bring back basically their three-headed monster back in uh, back in Green Bay? And if you don't think so, where do you see Jamal Williams actually ending up? Yeah, I don't think they bring him back. I thought they were only going to if they didn't bring back um... – Aaron Jones, so I have Jamal Williams going to uh, Carolina. I think that they saw the value of having a decent backup, and I think Williams kind of profiles like a Mike Davis, if you will, um, something that kind of makes sense for him to get, I don't know, three, for, three $4 million um, there next year. Carolina. 
All right, let's run through the rest of these free agent running backs then, man. Uh, we'll just start with this list. You can see it right here on the screen. Chris Carson, 26 years old, free agent out of Seattle, obviously. Then we have Fournette, 26, Drake, 27, and James Conner, 25. Let's start with those four. Carson, Fournette, Drake, and Conner, where do you see those guys ending up? Yeah, uh, we, have, uh, we have a question here too. We'll get to the keeper question after this. Um, so guys, we have a keeper question. Put it put it in the chat and then we'll get through this prediction of the running backs and we'll go back to that. Um, cool. Uh, so the running backs, yep, so Fournette, and we actually have the same exact ones. Um, so I don't know, well, except for Gurley. So Fournette, we both have Pittsburgh. I think this makes too much sense. Um, Pittsburgh wants to run Fournette. Just get a guy they can run to the ground while they're kind of in their cap hiatus, if you will. Uh, Kenyon Drake, honestly, same scenario to Seattle. Um, this may, I mean, like they're kind of in a cap hiatus, if you will, too. Um, take a guy that they could maybe rejuvenate his career a little bit, if you will. Honestly, I think both those guys landing there are pretty good for fantasy. Um, I don't think they would have much of a chance, I guess, if you will, of these two landing spots being good, but I think those two kind of fit. James Conner, we both put Miami. Uh, I think this also makes sense in terms of Miami's build. Get a guy with a lot of upside. Uh, if he can stay healthy, and if not, you just run Miles Gaskin and him combined because they showed last year they don't care too much who their running back is. They just want production. And then Todd Gurley, uh, I have the New York Jets, and you have the Arizona Cardinals. I think both these landing spots make sense. However, I don't think any of these landing spots help Todd Gurley in any fantasy format or production standpoint. Right. I'm a, you just mentioned it. We have the same four teams. I'll just give my piece really quick. So Chris Carson to Buffalo makes sense. I mean – Zach Moss just uh, a can't couldn't stay healthy his rookie year, but also you know they need uh, more of a thumper with Josh Allen there uh, on the goal line and Singletary is a fun player, but I think Chris Carson's a more reliable version of both of those players, so I like him up to Buffalo as well. Um, and I think he just matches that Bills mentality. Leonard Fournette to Pittsburgh, totally agree. Not as not as good of a pass catcher as as. Uh, James Conner, in my opinion, certainly not what Le'Veon Bell was, obviously. But Mike Tomlin wants a three-down workhorse. Leonard Fournette can be that guy and still just 26 years old. I mean, he feels much older. But once he – look, playoff Lenny was legit. And when he got that work down the stretch for Tampa, he was obviously very effective. So I do like Fournette in Pittsburgh. Kenyon Drake to Seattle. Look, he's, he's able to be a three-down back if they need him. They have many other running backs in Seattle. He can catch the ball. He can run on early downs. He could be a goal-line guy. Uh, he's going to give Russell Wilson many more options, assuming Russ is there. Also, Pete Carroll has seen Kenyon Drake uh, for the last year and a half in Arizona, so he knows what he can bring. And then James Conner to Miami makes the most sense. There's also some reports coming out that James Conner and Miami Dolphins are already kind of copacetic and wanting to be with each other, if you will. Uh, so that one makes the most sense. And again, James Conner tough on injuries, but can be a three down back. They have Miles Gaskin and they have Savon Ahmed uh, there to be just fine. So I think that uh, those three running backs um, – would allow James Conner to be fully healthy and coming in on short yardage uh, situations, catch the ball out of the backfield, if you will. And if we can get James Conner for 14 games, he's going to be very effective. I mean, uh, uh, I believe Gaskin was drafted in the sixth round, seventh round out of Washington, and he was, frankly, an RB2 uh, weekly when he was playing there. So keep an eye on the Miami Dolphins situation. We thought it was going to be Aaron Jones for a minute, but now it is not, obviously. Uh, Trent, I see you in the comments, my man. We're going to get to your keeper question in just a minute, brother. Hold on with us. we got a couple more running backs to get into. Got a few more people coming into the IG chat. State of mind family, what's up, guys? Good to hear from you, Adam. Good evening as well. Running back, the um, running back free agents. we got a comment here. What round would you target James Conner in the draft if he lands in Miami, Lucas? Hmm. He's probably a fourth rounder for me, but just because I can't, I'm not sure I can trust him. And there's a lot of other guaranteed three down backs, you know, or higher upside guys. And I do think that Ahmed, and if he's healthy and still on the team, and um, Gaskin remain there, I think it's going to be a three headed workhorse. Uh, and I just don't know. I just don't believe in Tua yet to be running them up and down the field, scoring lots of points. He's going to be about a fourth rounder, maybe even fifth, depending on how ADP falls. What's your quick thoughts on that for state of mind? Yeah, I think – I mean, I guess where I would take him, um, probably fourth round where I think he'll end up. Uh, probably a – he might he might crack the second round if, like, the back end of the second round um, – 
third round seems ideal for where he'll end up landing, but I'd say probably early fourth, maybe three, four turn is where I think his value um, would be worth here. All right, I agree, man. Let's jump into a couple more of these names here, and we'll get the Trent's question quick before a quick break. Ooh, my boy Juice, five-year extension. <laughs> Love that. Breaking news right here on the pod. Kyle Juszczyk, my man's. I might have to get a I might have to get a, a, a Kyle Juszczyk signed jersey here before me, um, uh, next to this uh, Frank Gore here. But Kyle Juszczyk, breaking news right here on the podcast: five year extension for the 49ers. All right, man, let's get back to the 49 uh, 49ers. Let's get back to the running backs uh, for free agent here, and go through the rest of these guys here really quickly. Todd Gurley, twenty six years old. James White, twenty nine. Marlon Mack coming off a big injury or two, unfortunately, and we know what happened. Jonathan Taylor took over the rest there in Indianapolis. Just twenty five years old still, though, for Marlon Mack. Your boy Jarek McKinnon, twenty eight years old, somehow still in the league. Then we have Jamal Williams. We've already talked about him. We're going to skip over him. Lucas thinks he might end up in Carolina. I think they run it back with him in Green Bay as well. Mike Davis filled in admirably for CMC last year, but he is off, got cut by the Bears just a year and a half ago. Le'Veon Bell, let's see if he lands in another spot. And Philip Lindsay, will he return to uh, Denver? So let's crank out the rest of these pretty quickly. Gurley White, Mac McKinnon, Davis, Bell, and Lindsay. Lucas, where do you think these guys end up? Yep, Gurley up at the Jets. Uh, James White, we both said Tampa Bay. I think that's just not a chance it's anywhere else. Uh, Marlon Mack, I didn't put one because, to be honest, I have no clue. Um, I don't know the market for him. I would think it'd be, like, average, I guess, but I'm not really for sure. Uh, McKinnon, I put New England. James White replacement, maybe. Uh, Jamal Williams, I put Carolina, like I said earlier. Mike Davis, I put the Giants. I think this is a very good signing for the Giants. They can kind of pull in a guy just in case Barkley's injuries aren't. Uh, 100% fix. Let Bella have returning back to Kansas City. Uh, I think it's more of like a, if you will, no one else signs him, so he just kind of goes back there for super cheap. And then Philip Lindsay, I do think, goes to Jacksonville. Um, give James, James Robinson some undrafted free agent sort of competition, if you will. And not going to lie, Philip Lindsay would win that battle, I think, eight out of ten times if they were to hit square off in training camp. What happens to my boy Royce Freeman? I don't know. I wish like something good because like I still can't. Can he? Can good. he really? Can he really not be a short yardage back for somebody in the league? I, it makes I no sense know. to me that he can't actually get on the field against Melvin Gordon and what Philip Lindsay's done for Denver two years. I understand that ish, but there's no reason for me that he can't be a short yardage back minimum. He can also catch the ball. The dude was incredible at the University of Oregon, dual threat running back. It baffles me that uh, that he can't. He can't get a job. All right, let me run through the rest of mine as well. I have Todd Gurley heading to Arizona. This was kind of a weird one. It doesn't really feel good to me, but with Kenyon Drake leaving, they do have Chase Edmonds, who's going to be the guy. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has already come out basically saying that he believes that um, he could be – Chase Edmonds can be that guy. Um, Three-down workhorse, and that's fine. Todd Gurley no longer – a workhorse, unfortunately, with his knees and everything. However, he's still 26 years old. I think he's got another year or two in him if they can put him on third downs or give him a little bit less work. Uh, so Todd Gurley, I think, would be a good complement in a high-powered offense, get those opportunities down around the goal line. I think Todd Gurley can still uh, score a handful of touchdowns with fresher knees. James White to Tampa Bay just makes the most sense with Brady. That seems the easiest. Marlon Mack, I've actually got going to the Giants to back up. Uh, Saquon Barkley, just 25 years old, coming off a big injury. Two high-risk running backs doesn't really make the most sense, but I think Marlon Mack's going to be cheap. He's going to want a job wherever he can get it. They let go of Wayne Gallman. I think he can come in and, and, and add a little spark for uh, Saquon Barkley. Jarek McKinnon, I mean, look, I, I, I've been saying this for years. I didn't like when they signed him in 49ers. Um, I wasn't excited about that. Made a glass. Hurt two years in a row. I think he actually replaces Le'Veon Bell in Kansas City. Makes the most sense. Here's the deal. They don't need him. They'll sign him for cheap, and he can be a dynamic weapon all over the field if he's healthy, and that's the Chiefs' offense. I like that move there. We talked about Jamal Williams. I think they run it back in Green Bay. Mike Davis, I think, stays in Carolina, actually, behind uh, CMC. We saw it work last year. Worked just fine for the team. And Le'Veon Bell to New England. Now, this one's not sexy either, but, look, Sony Michelle might already be done uh, just with his legs. They do have J.J. Taylor. They have Damian Harris. I love both those guys. Rex Burkhead's probably going to be back. Also a free agent, though. 
New England and Bill Belichick have had a very, very, very long history of signing just over the hill or approaching the hill running backs uh, over the years. And Le'Veon Bell fits the mold for me to give them a bit of a spark at this point of his career. I think Le'Veon Bell is going to swallow his pride, not to need a huge contract, going to want to play for somebody. I think New England still believes they're competitors. Cam's coming back, obviously, but second year in the system, a lot of that defense coming back who opted out in COVID last year, offense retooling themselves, hopefully drafting somebody at that 15 spot, um, high-profile receiver or something um, in that offense. But Le'Veon Bell landing in New England I don't think would be uh, crazy to me. Okay, that is the free agent quarterbacks and running backs. If you're just joining us, we have talked Drew Brees retiring, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston in New Orleans. What's next? We've talked about Aaron Jones getting his contract extension four years, $48 million in Green Bay. Now, we are going to turn it to a quick question, then we'll take a quick commercial break. Trent B., what's up, brother? First time in. I don't recognize the name, so this is your first time in. I really appreciate you jumping in. Can I ask you guys a keeper question? Of course, my man. All right, Lucas, we'll kick it to you. Full PPR. Trent B. got a question. Anybody else have a question? Hit me up on IG, rolling live here, or hit me up in the comments on YouTube, Facebook, or Periscope and Twitter. Uh, We are live right now. Feel free to drop a question about free agency or otherwise in the comments, and we'll get to as many as we can. All right, Trent, here we go. Full PPR pick two. Can't be the same position. That's important. Cannot be the same position. Josh Allen, Diggs, Zeke, (laughs) Keenan Allen, Mixon. Okay, so of those four, we pick two. Josh Allen, Diggs, Zeke, Keenan Allen, or Mixon. Leaning Zeke and Diggs, but with Dayball back, I think Josh and Diggs. One QB league, and I get the last pick. Eight-team league. Wow. So eight-team leagues, first of all, are stacked. So you're in good shape really no matter what. All right, Lucas, PPR league. He's got to pick two for a keeper. Um, Trent, if you can jump in here really quick and you're still with us, man. Do you have to worry about which rounds these guys are in? That would that would matter to me. Um, if not, then Lucas, let's just go in a vacuum. What are the two favorite players in this in this uh, section? Trent, if you're still with us, let us know which rounds maybe, and that might help us decide. But all these guys are pretty much what top four, top four, five rounders. So, yeah. um, Lucas, I'll throw it to you, man. Who are your two out of this? Josh Allen, Diggs, Zeke, Keenan Allen, and Mixon, pick two PPR. Yeah, this one's tough, but I think uh, I think I go Diggs and Zeke. Um, I get the like the fade Zeke type vibe, but Zeke's gonna be a first round pick in fantasy next year. Uh, and if there's no pick um, sort of rule, if you will, um, I think that you kind of have to keep him. Um, especially, in, I w- I do see why you lean Josh and Diggs. <sighs> this is tough because I'm thinking of it from like a perspective of like would I run uh would I run zero RB build if you will and run Josh Diggs you'll receive her at the turn because you had the last pick but I do think the smartest pick would be Diggs and Zeke um lock up two first round picks obviously in an 18 league they're probably not both first round picks but in a 12 team league uh Diggs probably won't make it past the 14th pick who's a turn pick uh so I, I think I lean Zeke Diggs um but I do like the idea of stacking the bills here and then maybe at the turn going mixing in another receiver. So in a way, you're still kind of keeping three of your guys. Because um, you probably won't – if you let Zeke walk, you probably won't get him back by pick eight, uh, especially in a one-quarterback league. I can't imagine by the time draft rolls around. So the safe bet, Zeke digs. Um, but if you're trying to sort of out-game theory your opponents, if you will, and try and create some stacks, I think the Allen and Diggs combo definitely is uh, viable as well. That will be interesting, man. I mean, with ADP right now, I mean, dig. Well, uh, 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 Zeke is potentially going in the back half of 12-team leagues, which is about the eighth pick. Now, that might change as everybody lands and all this stuff and people come back around on Zeke. But, I mean, let's just do it really quick here, right, in no particular order. CMC, Kamara, Cook, Henry, uh, Saquon, probably Adams, and then maybe another receiver, and then you're talking the eighth pick. That's going to be about the Zeke Zeke zone. So I agree with you. If you want to get back on Zeke, you're going to have to probably keep him here in the eighth pick, Uh, but I think he might even fall to you on that turn. I probably, especially if rounds matter, because Zeke was a first-round pick last year, if rounds matter, I'm going to stick with the Bills. I like that. um, 
Look, Josh Allen running it back here with another year of Brian Dable. You guys hear Bobby LaMarco on our channel constantly talk about team continuity, so important in fantasy football. Second year in the system with Diggs and Brian Dable. Second year with Diggs and Allen. These guys set the world on fire last year. Diggs led the NFL with 166 targets, absolutely on fire last season. Josh Allen taking huge steps every year that he's played so far. Keenan Allen I love as a player. And he was on fire, but Austin Eckler was out for a lot of that time. I don't know what's going to happen with the new head coach. And look, I love Joe Mixon as much as you possibly can, but he's still very, very risky, and we just don't know what's going to go on with Burrow and that offensive line and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to go with Josh Allen and Diggs. It sounds like Lucas is going to go with Zeke and Diggs. Either way, lock in Diggs, and uh, then you just kind of want to go for format. If if if, uh, if you have to keep Josh Allen in the first round, I wouldn't do that, and I would keep Zeke. If you're going to keep Josh Allen where he got drafted in like the sixth or seventh of last year, um, or maybe in your league, it's going to be what the shit. I mean, even later uh, with the 18 league, but we'll see what happens. So anyway, Josh Allen, Diggs, and Zeke are our picks. Okay, man, before we go any further, I want to give a shout out to Jersey Jungle here. We want to get those super clean, crisp jerseys. You can check them out here. I'm going to get rid of this. Look, right here behind me, we got the Frank Gore. Super clean Frank Gore. You guys know I'm a 49ers fan. I got a jersey rotating every single week. My man Frank Gore heading to the Hall of Fame, absolutely. Hopefully he signs back for the Niners just to give him a one year here to, to end it up in San Francisco. But the Jersey Jungle has those clean, crisp, authentic jerseys. You can find them. DM the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. Use the promo code TCK to receive 10% off of one jersey, 10% off of two jerseys, or 15% off of three jerseys. Follow them on Instagram. Literally, uh, I think it was this morning or last night, uh, he posted, my boy Trenton of the Jersey Jungle posted a, uh, a video of him getting his shipment in of these new jerseys. It was a throwback package. And I hit him up and, Lucas, you'll love this one. He had the the Tom Brady creamsicle, creamsicle orange with the red number there on the, uh, the Bucks jersey. Super clean. Uh, Mike Allstott, Derek Brooks, two of my favorite players of all time on those Buccaneers teams, won the Super Bowl. John Lynch, of course, as well. Now with the 49ers, I would love a creamsicle Buccaneers jersey. If you want to get one of those or maybe your favorite fantasy football player, maybe your favorite player, or look, free agency's coming up, man. These jerseys are going to be swapping around. Get in before the rest of the crowd. Hit up the Jersey Jungle. DM them on Instagram, the Jersey Jungle to order, make sure to use the promo code TCK to receive 10% off of one or two jerseys and 15% off of three jerseys. All right, Lucas, we got wide receivers and tight ends to go here. Let's get into it. So <clears throat> the wide receivers, no breaking news as far as I know, but look, man, I'm hosting and you're 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 on the you're on the hunt for breaking news. You just got my boy Juice heading up with that five-year extension. I love that, dude. How about the fullback getting an extension? My man. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Let's head through um, these wide receivers here a little bit quicker. We have a lot to cover here. Um, again, for IG, I'm going to rattle off the names. I'll give you Lucas's response. So let's start here with Galladay, 27. Smith-Schuster, 24. Will Fuller, 27. Corey Davis, 26. And Curtis Samuel, 24. Let's stop right there. We'll do the rest after this. Galladay, Juju, Fuller, Davis, and Samuel. Lucas, where do you think these guys end up? Yep, right now I have Galladay to the Patriots, uh, Juju to the Raiders. Um, that one is literally just they want some uh, TikTok stars, some big names in Vegas. It just makes too much sense uh, for that to happen. Fuller, I have going to Miami. I think that one's a little bit of a dark horse that people haven't been talking about because I don't really see a huge fit anywhere else. I think it's just kind of a roll of the dice. Uh, Davis, I have for the Colts. I think this is a good fit to build some weapons around Carson Wentz. And I don't remember if you said Curtis Samuel. Back to Carolina, I think they yeah. showed last year he's a super valuable component to this offense. I totally agree. That's a good call. And I was I was just busting through yours here on IG, so I'll repeat. Uh, Lucas has Galladay to New England, Juju to the Raiders, Will Fuller to Miami, a deep threat there with uh, with uh, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, hopefully coming back healthy this year, Corey Davis to the Colts, and Curtis Samuel to Carolina. I'm going to go through mine really quick here. I have Kenny Galladay going to the Giants. They need a deep threat there. I like um, – I like Darius Slayton, uh, but the reality is I think that they need a more reliable option. If they have two plus, uh, they have Saquon coming back. He's going to be uh, real nice over the middle there um, with uh, Sterling Shepard, and they let go of uh, Golden Tate, so they have a little more room there. So Kenny Galladay I like with uh, 
the New York Giants, although he could be good in the New York Jets as well. Juju heading to the Raiders. I agree with you over the middle there. We'll see if Brian Edwards can be what we wanted him to be. Uh, rookie season kind of busted up last year coming out of uh, South Carolina, but Ruggs, deep threat. Um, but we saw what Aguilar was able to do in this offense. He's a free agent, so potentially we can see Juju take over that option there. And we know that Carr loves the slant over the middle. Uh, Will Fuller, I think he heads to Green Bay. He headed, you know, they were talking about it at the trade deadline last year. Makes the most sense. They need a deep threat. I like uh, Will Fuller heading to Green Bay. You like him in Miami. Corey Davis, I like him in Washington. Uh, just an all-encompassing receiver. I think he'd be a great opposite of Terry McLaurin. And I also like the Sims brothers there. Uh, but Corey Davis, I think, would be another uh, reliable option there. You like him in Indy. And then Curtis Samuel heading to Jacksonville. Again, um, another uh, – I just think it's you know another Urban Meyer um, prospect. I mean, Urban Meyer had him at Ohio State. He was a running back wide receiver. I think he can be another LaVisca Chenault in this offense, um, and I like him with Urban Meyer with that continuity. You like him in Carolina. Let's go through the rest of these names here, man. T.Y. Hilton, 31 years old. A.J. Green, 32 years old. Marvin Jones, 31 years old. Then you have A.B. at 31. John Brown at 32. So you got five receivers here over 30 years old. Are they going to find a spot? We also have Nelson Aguilar at 27 and Sammy Watkins still only 27. Sammy Watkins feels like he's 30 years old, but still only 27. So let's go with T.Y., A.J. Green, Marvin Jones, Aguilar, Watkins, John Brown, and uh, Antonio Brown. To the Ravens, I think it's more just a, uh, a veteran that's not going to require a shift of the offense, if you will, if they do sign him. A.J. Green, I have to Houston. Marvin Jones to Green Bay, Aguilar back to the Raiders, uh, Sammy Watkins to Cincinnati. A.B. back to the Buccaneers. Um, did you want to throw in uh, A.B. and John Brown as well? Bucks and John Brown uh, to the Chiefs, and I, re- I really like that landing spot. Cool. Uh, we, we, we're uh, catching you, cutting out a little bit there. I'm not sure if it's if it's on your end or not, but cutting out a little bit. Uh, let me throw out yours as well here, man. Um I have uh, T.Y. Hilton heading to Philadelphia. They need a deeper threat. They love the Deshaun Watson situation. I think T.Y. Hilton's another Deshaun Watson burner, uh, but I think a little bit better off. Been healthy the last couple of seasons for the most part, so hopefully he can help out um, Jalen Hurd there. Uh, Jalen Hurts, excuse me. Um, then we have uh, A.J. Green, Kansas City. Uh, I think he'd be a great veteran uh, a possession receiver does not have to be the burner. Obviously, they have Tyreek Hill and they have Nicole Hardman, so he can just kind of run 10-yard ins and outs and, and curls, be another Travis Kelsey on the opposite side of the field for Patrick Mahomes. I love this move. A.J. Green heading to Kansas City, and this might be a good locker room move to try to get A.J. Green a ring after a decade of horrendous teams uh, in Cincinnati. Marvin Jones heading to Baltimore. Let's just give uh, let's give uh, Lamar Jackson another option there, a veteran option. On the other side, um, um, Marquise Brown and uh, Mark um, Andrews there. So I like uh, Marvin Jones over there. Nelson Aguilar heading to Indy makes the most sense. Again, kind of has like Philadelphia con uh, Philadelphia connections from a couple years ago. Frank Reich now uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. I think they run that one back. Sammy Watkins with Detroit. Look, again, Detroit is totally rebuilding. They need somebody that's going to be looking for a contract who's going to be on the cheap. I think it's going to be Sammy Watkins just looking to play again, sign another contract. He's been effective on the field. He just can't stay healthy. I think they can run it back here with him, with them getting rid of uh, uh, Kenny Galladay. And then John Brown and Antonio Brown. John Brown heading to Detroit as well. I can't. I guess it's like a one or the other in Detroit, but um, I can see both these guys heading that way. They need a lot of help at wide receiver. They do have quite a bit of money to help out Jared Goff there. So I like uh, Sammy Watkins and or John Brown in Detroit. And then Antonio Brown, if he comes back, he'll be with uh, Brady and the boys back in Tampa Bay. Just makes the most sense. A, I don't think anybody else would put up with Antonio Brown at this point. Um, B, I think that Tom Brady knows that he is a great third option came up, added an extra weapon in the second half of the season, of course, all is merry, and they go on and win the Super Bowl. So those are the wide receiver free agents. Lucas, let's jump in here to the tight ends, and we'll get rolling. So tight ends, we have a handful of free agents, but we also have three guys who are not free agents, but we have the rookie and Kyle Pitts. I want to talk about just very quickly to preview that. 
We have Evan Ingram and we have Zach Ertz as well, who are not free agents, but could be on the move via trade. There are some talks. So let's start with the free agents first. Lucas, I'll let you go first. Let's talk about Hunter Henry, 26, Gronk, 31, Johnny Smith, 25, and your boy, um, uh, Gerald Everett, 26, coming out of the Rams, Kyle Rudolph, 31, Jared Cook, 34, and uh, Trey Burton, 29, and Dan Arnold, 26. Once again, Henry, Gronkowski, Jonu Smith, Everett, Rudolph, Cook, Burton, and Arnold. Where do you see these tight ends falling? Jacksonville. Um, I don't really know if there's much value there. If he does go there, Gronk's returning. We both have Jonu to the Patriots. I really like that one as well. And we both have Everett to the Colts. Um, so kind of in lockstep there. Uh, and then Rudolph, I don't – these vets are tough for me. So I put Rudolph to the Saints uh, just to pair him with Troutman. I put Cook to uh, the Bengals. I don't really know. Bird and I have to Kansas City just to back up to Kelsey. And then Arnold, I have going back to uh, Arizona. Um, and then Ertz, uh, I didn't put a prediction because I'm not really for sure yet. They put a third or fourth round sort of take value on him. So we'll see. I think Ingram stays with the, the Giants. Um, and I really want Pitts to go to the Chargers because I'd actually be very scared of that offense. But I think he lands in uh, Giants, Bengals, possibly Falcons, or uh, I've heard some Eagles rumors as well. Okay, uh, I'm going to run it back here. We got Hunter Henry for you. We got Henry heading to Jacksonville. Gronk heading back to um, – we have the top, the first four are the same, so I'll just mention that as well. We both have Hunter Henry heading to Jacksonville. Um, I think the Chargers stick with Parnum, so that – takes care of the Chargers for me. Gronkowski heading back with Brady and the Buccaneers. That makes the most sense with AB, obviously, as well. Jonu Smith, I like him in New England as well. Uh, gives him a versatile threat and to help Cam Newton, who should love the tight end but didn't have much to work with last year. Gerald Everett heading to the Colts as well. Just because I don't – he and Moali Cox or Jack Doyle, whatever, if, if one of those guys stick around, I don't think Gerald Everett's going to be the number one, but a great kind of 1B or number two. And then Kyle Rudolph heading to uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. C.J. Ozama was lost for the year last year. He'll be coming back. However, um, I think they're going to want another veteran presence who not only is a reliable red zone target with A.J. Green being gone, they're going to have a big body in the red zone, but also able to block and solidify that front line there for Joe Burrow because protection is number one for Cincinnati. Reliable veteran that knows what to do, keep the quarterback safe. I like um, Kyle Rudolph. In Cincinnati, Jared Cook heading uh, basically wherever Kyle Pitts goes is what I'm thinking because if he can be, again, another kind of a mentor system, if Kyle Pitts lands wherever he lands and Jared Cook comes over the top and he can be uh, kind of a, a veteran mentor to help him out in the NFL, I think that'll be helpful. Trey Burton to Philly. Again, Colts-Philly connection makes the most sense. Dan Arnold back to Arizona. Played really well last year, had a breakout finally. Zach Ertz, I like going to Indianapolis. Just follow Carson Wentz makes the most sense. Evan Ingram could head to uh, New England potentially as well if Jonas Smith does not because they're going to want one of those reliable, fast, playmaking tight ends that they had in Aaron uh, Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski um, and Cam Newton had with Greg Olson for a long time as well in Carolina. So I like that a lot. And then draft-wise, Kyle Pitts potentially to the Giants to replace um, Evan Ingram in my opinion. We're not going to get into the draft tonight, but we did want to just kind of preview – one of these players here in Kyle Pitts. Lucas, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of names. We have our predictions. The podcast is going out in a few minutes. By the time people hear this in the morning on the podcast, a lot of these decisions will be made and we'll be hearing this. But you and I wanted to get it on the record. Any of these particular players here over the last couple of minutes of the pod, any particular players you're most excited to see where they land? Pitts, because I wanted to go to Denver, I guess. I don't know. But, and I think that's kind of what I was saying was like, I feel like it's like people are saying it's a really good free agency class because it's very deep in terms of overall. I'm going to go ahead and say like B players. I think it's kind of the way to put it. And I think that's going to cause a lot of mess ups by teams making these moves. Um, I think if I had to name names, I think the Raiders are going to throw too much money. I think the Jags are going to throw too much money. I think the Bengals are going to sneak their name in there. Maybe not on these offensive weapons, but I think they're going to make a lot of moves on the defense that what we've seen over the past is like the correlation, like Warren Sharps ran a bunch of numbers on this, the correlation of like money spent in free agency at a base level, money spent in free agency. I'm like averaged out to how many people you sign. Like the more 
hasn't been better. And I kind of like at first would have been like, that doesn't really make sense because like why you know like why is you got to getting these guys in making it work. The reason people throw big bags and big volume at free agents is because they think that that's going to solve their problems. It thinks they think that they, they have these holes and that these holes are very one dimensional and that either it's we aren't good because we don't have this player or we sign him when we are good and like there's a lot more. And this is even like I'm not even going to try like and go through this process because there's so much like like it's broken down in all these signings. Um, but I think a good example is like every year, one of these running backs is going to get the bag. Like one of these five running backs is going to get twelve million dollars, right? And it never seems to work out because these other guys, like the difference between James Conner and Fournette, absolutely nothing, right? I don't know if it's these two, but one of these teams is going to get one of these guys at like an eight million dollar a year discount, and they're going to have equal production, if not better production, right? And this is the problem with I think these teams that have a lot of cap spaces. It's kind of why I think. Because I used to make fun of the Colts for not spending the cap space, and also I'm a big Colts fan and truther, but I kind of think they see it as like we're in a position that we don't need to spend the cap. We have the cap if we want to make a trade, like a Carson Wentz trade or something, right? Or maybe they want to get a better quarterback, if you will, whatever. So I think they just kind of see that it's okay to hold on to this cap because there's a lot more issues like the cap space going down 16 mil to where it's not going to affect them, things like this. So I think Fitz is one that I'm excited for. Um, Juju, because we we shared our confused uh, stance on like why people think he's bad. <laughs> I mean, kind of, I'm kind of like I'm kind of anxious to see where he, he goes. I don't want him to go to the Raiders. I think he will because uh, everything goes to die where John Gruden coaches. Um, and that's probably the truth. Uh, will Will Fuller, I guess, is one. I'm actually excited to see where he goes um, because that's one I literally have no clue. Because like to be honest, he doesn't, he doesn't fit on any team. This is kind of who he is. Or um, or he fits on every team. I would argue. I think it'll be interesting because he's not. I don't think he's going back to Houston. Um, they they're out here training for Mark Ingram and thirty-five yeah. uh, year old Marcus Cannon and Shaq Lawson. They're making moves though. They're making moves. They might go from fourth to fourth in the AFC um, South. So we'll see. Pick, they're they're picking up picking up half a win. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, there's a, there's a number of of players. I mean, quarterbacks wise, I'm interested to see what happens with Trubisky. I know that you've actually been kind of waving the Trubisky flag, which I appreciate, and I don't hate the guy. I just haven't seen it yet, and it, he's gonna be a he's gonna be kind of a talking point until he proves us wrong. So it'll be interesting to see if he runs back in Chicago or they move on from him. As far as running backs go, I want to see uh, if Fournette can be somebody somewhere else. He was good in Jacksonville when he got the opportunity. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, though. And I want to see him – if he goes to Pittsburgh, I really – I think he will land in Pittsburgh because it makes sense. But if he landed in Pittsburgh and he stayed healthy and they gave him, you know, 300-plus touches, Fournette could be straight up a top-10 running back. Um, and they will do that with Big Ben coming back. I mean, I know he wants to throw all over the yard, but he's got to stay healthy as well. So I like that for the running backs. For the wide receivers, honestly, I'm going to throw a shout-out to some of the old guys here. I'm interested to see if these guys get another contract. T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, um, John Brown, and Antonio Brown, and Marvin Jones. These guys should have enough in the tank for a, for like a one-year deal, probably not more than that. Um, I just want to see where they go because I think they can all contribute somewhere to a young wide receiving core or be another option for a young quarterback. So it would be interesting there. Tight ends-wise, Jonu Smith, man. He was my dark horse last year. He got injured, but he had great games when he played. Um, I really want to see him on a productive offense that utilizes the tight end, focuses on the tight end. I think Jonu could straight up be a top five tight end in fantasy for years to come if he ends up in an offense that features the tight end. All right, Lucas, that's a lot of information, my man. We're getting to the end of it here. Uh, we have free agency kicking off in just a few hours. We want to get our picks in quickly. If you're hearing this after the fact, we appreciate you sticking around. Make sure to uh, smash the uh, subscribe button here, the like, and leave a comment. Leave a comment. Hit that bell yeah. as well. And uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKpod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find Lucas as well on Twitter at LucasKaser2. That's Kaser, K-A-C-E-R number two and you can find us in our facebook group as well the candlestick kids and make sure again to subscribe to us on youtube we'll be back with you later this week we're going to be covering free agency uh tomorrow as it goes down we're also going to do a recap episode of free agency as well and we have a special guest coming up uh at the end of uh next week so stay tuned 
Appreciate you hanging out with us on a Sunday evening, kind of a bonus pod, but prepping for the next week. Enjoy free agency. It's going to be nuts. Make sure to subscribe. We appreciate you. Have a great rest of your night, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Shout out Schmitty. Last minute. We'll be on soon, brother. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, for my man, Lucas Kaser. We are the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, and we will catch you next time. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.